Kathy Zaka. Hi, I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your host today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. Today, our topic will be on the spiritual roots of sin and sickness. And our scripture for today is from Exodus 24 through 5. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, a jealous God, who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. Yeah. All right. So here we go. You know, there's so much hidden treasure in the Bible. And the more you seek it out, the more treasure you will find. And the treasure we will be discussing this week is what Susan just said, the spiritual roots of sin and sickness. The book that we'll be referencing a lot in this episode is A More Excellent Way to Be in Health by Dr. Henry Wright. Okay, so to start, I want to say that learning about the things that we're going to talk about today just blew my mind wide open. And we're not going to be able to cover all the details in this episode, so we definitely recommend that you get Henry Wright's book, or you can go to his website, which is beinhealth.com for my life. They also offer a week-long retreat for people that want to go in person and be healed from sickness and disease. I believe it's located in Georgia. And if you're interested, I'll I'll post a link in the notes section of this episode. So we, we just want to say today we'll be covering a lot of information. We wanted to share it with our listeners because these things are not talked about among fellow Christians or in many of our churches. So, you know, we're not meant to live with sickness and disease. God has a better way for us to live, but we need to educate ourselves on how to do that. And we hope this sparks something deep within you as it did each one of us. And if it does, take all of your questions to the Lord and let him guide you to what's best for you and your loved ones. You know, for most of my life, I thought disease and sickness, you know, I thought it was caused by what I ate or what lotion or soap I was putting on my body, or it was something I inherited from someone in my family, which is still true, but a different way. You know, I never knew that the roots of sickness are caused by sin. I never knew that my ancestors' sin or their sins could cause me to still be sick because of something that they did way back when they were alive. Mm -hmm. But Dr. Henry Wright changed all that for me when I read his book, A More Excellent Way to Be in Health. You know, the book is over 500 pages, and I read every single page because it was just so interesting to me. You know, every single disease or sickness he talks about is tied to scripture from God's word. It's all about understanding the things we don't know that help us grow in Christ. This profoundly affected how I view the way that the world handles sickness and disease. And to put it simply, we're deceived, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The enemy has so deceived us in this area, and which is why pharmaceutical companies are making billions of dollars off of us. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a better way. And according to Dr. Henry Wright, it's a more excellent way. Right. So we're just going to dive right into this. And first, Laura is going to talk about generational sin and how that could affect us. Right. In Exodus 20, the Bible says that the sins of the fathers shall be passed on to the third and fourth generation of those who hate or reject the Lord. This scripture is the basis for all spiritual, biological, and genetically inherited diseases. Today, we hear many people say the phrase, well, I was born this way, or I've always felt this way. And the Bible also says that we were born into sin, right? Right. Or or this is just who I am. Right. You've heard that too. And so Psalm 51.5 says... For I was guilty from the day I was born, a sinner from the time my mother became pregnant with me. So we're born sinners, but if you're a Christian, we also know that Jesus Christ died on the cross to take away our sin and to save us from the penalty of death because of our sins. Right. But what about these generational sins that the Bible clearly tells us are passed down to the third and fourth generation within our families? There are many Bible-believing Christians that, you know, still struggle with tendencies towards certain types of sin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, our family, one family has divorce all throughout their family. Yet another family, everyone stays happily married and there's no divorce at all. Could it be that there's a sin pattern being passed down from generation after generation? Right. You know, what about diseases that pass down through certain families but not others? Or diseases that occur only in certain races? I'm sure this is something that scientists have studied, you know, all the time to understand 
a way to stop the diseases from being passed down from generation to generation. Right. But the Bible tells us everything we need to know if we look at the scriptures and we believe God's word to be true and not just pick and choose what we want to believe. If we study the Bible like a scientist, okay, we can trace back the ancestry line of, say, Abraham, who lied in Genesis 12 about his wife being his sister so he could avoid being killed by Pharaoh. Yep. Then later he lied again after leaving Egypt, going to the land of the Philistines, and he lied to the king Abimelech, saying Sarah was his sister. Right, I remember. So there was a lying spirit in Abraham due to a spirit of fear or fear of man. Right. And we know that, you know, Abraham, he came from Ur. Right. And his father was an idol maker. So he's coming from a very pagan society. Yes. Okay. Right. So, but he's got this lying spirit that's in him. So then later, Abraham and Sarah, they have their long-awaited son that they waited for, who is Isaac. And then Isaac marries Rebekah. And she's beautiful, just like Sarah. So Isaac tells King Abimelech that she's his sister, so he won't kill him. And that's repeating the same lie that his father did. So there's a second generation of fear and lying. Then Isaac has two sons, Esau and Jacob. And Jacob and his mother, Rebekah, discuss how Jacob can deceive his father and steal his brother's birthright. Then fast forward, Jacob has 12 sons. Ten of those sons were jealous of Joseph, their other younger brother. So they killed an animal, dipped Joseph's coat in animal blood, then sold him off as a slave, and then they lied to their father that a wild animal killed him. So do you see where this is going? Right. Spirit of lie. (laughs) There was a generational sin being passed down from one father to the next, And they continue to repeat these sins throughout their families. All throughout the Bible, we can see the sin patterns passed down through many different families. In our last episode on deliverance, I mentioned that I had to go through many weeks of counseling to get to the root of the stronghold of of the spirit of fear in my life. And during the spiritual counseling sessions, we looked at my father's and my mother's family line just to see if there was any spirit of fear that had been passed down, you know, through generational curses. Right. And as we examined my family, we discovered it was passed down through both sides of my family. In addition to fear, there were many other generational curses that needed to be broken off of me. Yep. You know, even after I had gone through this spiritual cleansing, you know, process, God gave me a dream that helped me to see that there were more things that I needed to repent of on behalf of, you know, generational sin being passed down to me. In my dream, I saw myself standing in my bathroom, looking at myself in the mirror. But in the dream, I could see behind my back as if I was observing myself in the dream. And as I looked at myself, I saw deep blue veins, like varicose veins, going from my feet all the way up my back. I bet that was strange. Yeah, it was And I remember I prayed into this dream afterwards, and God was showing me that there were other things, like other generational curses of sin that was hidden from me in my bloodline, you know, because it was on my back, and that I needed to pray about and ask God what they were so I could be cleansed of them once and for all. Yeah. You know, and so then another time I was in prayer one morning, and the Holy Spirit spoke a man's name to me that I had never even heard of before. But I clearly heard God speak his name to me, and I wrote his name down on a piece of paper. And later, I investigated this person. I just Googled his name. Right. Mm -hmm. And I found out that he was a prominent man in England, and he was the mayor of a particular city. But I also found out that he was a Freemason, which is not good, you know, as some people are led to believe. Some people (laughs) think that Freemasons are good, but they're not. That is a cult. Right. I mean, when you get down to the all the different levels or whatever of the levels of the Freemasonry. There's lots of levels. But when you get further, further, and further, and further, further, and down in these levels, you realize, yeah, that this is a a cult. Yes. So I know uh, that my ancestors, they came from England and Scotland, but I'd never seen this man's name in our genealogy. So this was a mystery to me. But just to be on the safe side, because I had been praying about this, I repented and I renounced every generational curse of Freemasonry in my family line. I just didn't want to take any chances. Right. right. And you could do the same thing, and you can draw up like your family tree, or you may have somebody in your family, a relative that has a family tree or has all the genealogy of your family. If you don't know much about your family, you can ask your parents or other relatives, you know, what, what they know regarding, just say, lifestyles or family behaviors or records, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. 
Some of you may have even been adopted, and that's okay too, because God knows all that information, even if you don't. And if you ask him to reveal the necessary information to you so that you can break off those generational curses that were passed down through your bloodline, he'll do it. Right. You know, God knows your heart as well. And just by spending time alone with God in prayer, seeking cleansing and repenting on behalf of your family, God will cleanse you and heal your bloodline. You know, I personally sought out the help of my two friends who were gifted in the prophetic, and they prayed and they interceded for me, and the Holy Spirit brought things to their mind that needed to be renounced and repented by me. So I would not be held back, you know, and not have anything hindering my walk with God. Right. You know, both of my friends also recommended that same book we talked about earlier, A More Excellent Way to Be in Health by Dr. Henry W. Wright. The reason they recommended this book to me was because I had chronic migraine headaches that were debilitating. I mean, I was sick in bed for three days, you know, closing the curtains, making the room dark. Yeah. And as I read through the book, I found that Dr. Wright wanted to find a better way to fight sickness and disease, as you guys have read, too. Right. And he sought out the Lord, and he found that the root of all sickness and disease is sin. And this is a a Christian man. Right. That's mind-blowing right there. Yes. The, The root of all sickness and disease is sin. sin. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Now just process that for a minute mm-hmm. because I was not raised to believe that. Right. I did not know that it had right. to do with my sins or my family's sins or my ancestors' sins. Right. Right. Like I said earlier, I thought it was things that you ate or the things that, you know, get out in the sun too long. Not, not to say that, that some of that stuff doesn't, you know, some of the medicine Not some you take, physiological effects. Right. Yeah. Right. right. But the majority of it is sickness sin. and sin. It's disease. Well, and yeah. and sin can be so many things right. fear bitterness unforgiveness you right. know but even even if you go to the doctor they say they give you that paper right who what diseases go in your they what does your mother you, have what does your father does have? heart attacks run in your family do right. diabetes you know and they see the patterns they know it, and right. that's why Dr. Henry Wright took it on, you know, on himself, like the Holy Spirit put it on him to say, right. "Let's get to the root of this. Yeah, what, right. what is, as a scientist, what is the root of all these sicknesses? We see the patterns. Yes. Let's find out." Well, then the Holy Spirit led him to the Bible and to see that it's sin. Right? Yes, and we've talked about was it pharmacia, right? Uh-huh. Pharmacia is a form of. Well, the word pharmacy comes from the word pharmacia. Pharmacia is a Greek word. Right. So that's where we get it from. Right. But it's all rooted from sorcery. Witchcraft. Witchcraft and sorcery. And it's, yes. it's symptoms. Mm-hmm. So right. you take the medicine thinking to hide the symptom, to take away the pain or the right. symptom, but the, the root it, is but still there. But that's all it does. It just right. takes care of the symptoms. You're still sick inside of your body. I saw something just today. Does it heal your body? And it was a, just all this pile of, pharm- of um, pharmacy, you know, medicine bottles, right? Right. And it said, if you have a prescription and you have to keep refilling it, then it didn't really take care of the problem. No. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Right. Because if you had medicine that actually cured you, you wouldn't have to refill the prescription. Right. Right. And we're talking about like, you know, diabetes and uh, it it controls the symptoms, Mm -hmm. right? Cancer, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that, that all they do is give you medication to... Reduce the symptoms. It just mm-hmm. makes the symptoms where you feel a little bit better, but you're not going to, like Susan said, you're not dealing with the root of the problem. Right. Right. Yep. It comes right. from it's sin. a quick fix. And, right. And here I was, you know, I I had these chronic migraines since my twenties. Yeah. So we're talking, you know, years. Uh, yes, years and years, over twenty five years of migraine headaches, and you know, Doctor Henry Wright says that migraines are caused by a conflict in life or conflict with others. It's a mental conflict. Right. And it's an emotional conflict. Right. And so it's rooted in guilt. Yeah. And all migraines are rooted in guilt. And out of this guilt comes fear. Fear, yeah. And it's always in this order, he says. And it it is guilt first and then fear. And he also said that the conflict develops in the realm of the soul and the spirit and fear starts to move. Right. Anxiety concerning the issue starts, starts and then histamine like an antihistamine, but mm-hmm. a histamine begins to be over-secreted in the cranial region. Right. And as I read through this book, I could see the correlation between the generational sin passed down to me and the guilt and the fear 
that continued to play havoc on my body, my soul, my mind, and my spirit. And I cannot tell you how many times a migraine headache held me back from doing the work of God. Right. That's the wonderful thing about Dr. Henry Wright's book, because he talks about that root, that the, what am I trying to say, the the root of the sickness, the root of, you know, well. Root issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Once you deal with the root, mm-hmm. that's where your healing is. That's where the healing comes over time. Right. If yes. you walk it, yeah, but you got to walk it out. You yes. cannot take back on it's that sin. Right. You've right. got to continue not to, once you figure out, you know, hey, well, I'm dealing with bitterness. Well, you got to, you got to let that bitterness go. Because right. once you let that bitterness go, then you're, this all makes your body line up with the way that God created you, mm-hmm. right? We have healthy bodies in heaven, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But if Adam we're holding Eve, on to those things, then it's making us sick. The forgiveness right? can't, you know, if you don't forgive, the healing can't come. Right. There's a, there, It's like a block. Yes. You know, and so you're blocking God, and Jesus' blood has been shed for us. Right. By his stripes, we are healed, right? Right. And so... By his stripes, we've already, it's past tense. It's already been done. Yes. But by faith, we believed in Christ for our salvation, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So we also need to believe by faith that he has already healed us. That's why he went to the cross. Right. That's why he suffered so much, so that not only do we get salvation, but that we can be healed. Right. And I remember reading in the book, this has to do with breast cancer for women. And this is going to blow y'all's mind because it blew mine, our listeners, because I'm sure y'all read it. But when you get breast cancer, it's cancer's cause for bitterness. That's one of the that's mm-hmm. the, one of the roots. And you know, if you depends on the breast, you can get your your cancer breast cancer in your left breast or your right breast. And it says in there that every single time that you know Dr. Henry Wright's been doing this for years. Of course, he's no longer with us, but he would say that you know if it was and I can't remember which breast is which. If you would have like your right breast, it's because you were having bitterness towards your mother or your mm-hmm. sister, and your left breast would be bitterness towards somebody else. Mm-hmm. And every single time he would, the Holy Spirit would talk to him, he would start digging down with the person. Who do you have bitterness towards? Who do you have bitterness towards? And if mm-hmm. it was the right breast, let's just say it was the right breast, because I'm not sure. And it was like, oh, it's towards my mother or my mother-in-law or, or my sister. So by him doing that study, yes. he was tracing he every time... Every time it was that breast, came because from the they mother. were, and it, that's where he would immediately go. If, if somebody came to him and they wanted healing for breast cancer, they he would say, okay, which breast is it, mm-hmm. right or left? Mm-hmm. And he would immediately know, okay, well, who, let's start digging at the bitterness. And he would just start letting them talk right. about it. And it would always come up. Mm. And he was never wrong. There was wow. not one time that he was wrong because the Holy Spirit got him to it. Right. Because God wants us to be healed. Yes. Well, he doesn't he, he created want to us, us whole. Sorry right. for interrupting. Yeah. Go ahead. He he created us that way. Yeah. It's through sin that we, you know, go off the beaten path. Like and right. we mm-hmm. we just get misdirected and as we said, it goes through generations and And if we haven't been taught correctly, then we're always gonna think like the world. Right. And the world says when you're sick, you take a pill. Right. And if that pill doesn't work, we'll give you another pill. Right. Oh, and that one does well, that one causes death. Well, I'm sorry. There's side effects to that one. Yeah. So we'll give you pills for that. But see, it, it just leads to this cycle yes. that you get into. And God does, makes wants, you more sick. God wants to take you out of that cycle yes. and bring you into full healing. Because I I mean, that was my experience. Yeah. All those migraines. I'm, I cannot tell you how many times I was in a desperate place. And, and anybody that's ever had a migraine, a severe migraine like I had, you know what I'm talking about. Right. And I seriously said, I just want to cut my head off. Yeah. I said that. But the pain is that So bad. many times I'd rather die yes. than have to live like this. And I remember crying on my bed. And that just made the headache worse when you cry. <laughs> right. You know, and saying, God, show me what yeah. to do. What am I doing wrong? You know, and he showed me some things in my diet that needed to change. Right. Back then. But he also showed me the generational sin that need, first let's get to the root of that issue. Then you could take care of all these other dietary things that right. also cause headaches. Right. Because I remember, I know it's going to sound crazy. I remember laying there. Is there what am I doing wrong? Yeah. And I remember him bringing all these foods that I had eaten that were cheeses. You know, aged cheeses. I loved cheese. Yeah. Still do. We still do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and but he was showing me these. Things that I had eaten that day was, oh, well, I had macaroni and cheese, yeah. you know, had kids. Of course, I'm yeah. eating macaroni and cheese. 
I had chicken with this melted cheese over the top for dinner, you know, and then I had Cheez-Its to snack on. And it was like, okay, is it the cheese? I was like, this is crazy. But then my sister's a nurse. And so she sent me something from the Diamond Headache Clinic. And it was foods that trigger migraines. And one of the very first things was aged cheeses or aged foods. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a chemical when foods break down and they age, it's called tyramine. And when that that tyramine gets into your system, too much of it can cause the blood vessels to constrict and give you a headache. So there the Holy Spirit was showing me a practical way that I could change this in my diet, get rid of this for a while. Now I'm eating it now, but I changed my diet and my body recovered and healed. You also dealt with the root. Yes, so that's that's what I'm saying. When I read this book and I saw the correlation between the fear right. and the headaches, and I was like, okay, uh, there's something that I can do about this, right? Yes. You know, because I mean, like every time I went on a mission trip, you know, for church, I got a migraine. Every time I would be moving forward in my spiritual life, I got a migraine. Right. Making strides for the Lord, I got a migraine. And right. it would flare up. And it was the enemy's way of holding me back. And I got of course, so yeah. sick, you know, from these things. It's the the throw up that some people call it a sick headache. Yeah. Yeah. So it became such a pattern in my life that a fear that was built up in me that I couldn't do ministry or work for God because I lived in fear and another migraine might flare up. You know, I was always living in fear of getting sick and having to come home. And so I remember another dream that God gave me where I was saying, I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, in the dream, I'm saying, I can't do this. I'm complaining. Yeah. And I was declaring in my dream all the things that I couldn't do because of the fear of being sick and everybody else, everything else that stood up, you know, in my way. And then in the dream, God was pointing his finger back at my face and he was declaring back to me, you get to do this. You get to do that over and over. Just like I was complaining, he was declaring, I get to do this. Yeah. Like it's a privilege, right? Yeah. And he was showing me that his kingdom work, the work I'm doing for him was a privilege and a gift and that he would enable me to do all that he called me to do, and I was not to live in fear, but I was to walk in faith. So generational sin can affect our lives greatly and hold us back from the destiny that God has for us. And then by breaking off those curses of sin, we truly become free to live the life that God birthed in us when he first thought of us and created us in our mother's womb. You know, I believe that if we ask the Holy Spirit to show us the hidden generational sin, He'll reveal everything to us over time. It took me time, you know, to be free. And I still, you know, at times I'll find areas that need repentance, but I just stop whatever I'm doing when I realize, you know, another area that needs taken care of, and I repent and I renounce that sin so I can keep moving forward in God's will. That's good. Yeah, Laura, that's the first step towards experiencing your freedom in Christ is to renounce or verbally reject all past or present involvement with occult practices, cult teachings and rituals, and non-Christian religions. Mm-hmm. You must renounce any activity or group which denies Jesus Christ or offers guidance through any any source other than the absolute authority of the Bible. Right. And even if you took part in something and thought it was just a game or a joke, it needs to be renounced. Right. Yep. I'm going to give a spiritual checklist of non-Christian spiritual activities here. Well, this will be good. Yeah, and the really. first one is a cult. And some occult activities are out-of-body experience, like astral projection, Ouija board, Bloody Mary, light as a feather or other occult games, magic eight ball, spells or curses, mental telepathy or mental control of others, automatic writing, trances, spirit guides, fortune-telling, divination, as in tea leaves, tarot cards, levitation, magic, the gathering, it's a card game, witchcraft or sorcery, Satanism, palm reading, astrology, horoscopes, hypnosis, seances, black or white magic, fantasy games with occult images, blood packs or cutting yourself on purpose, objects of worship, crystals, good luck charms like a rabbit foot, horseshoe, sexual spirits, martial arts, mysticism and devotion to sensei, superstitions, occult or violent video and computer games. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a big list. There are also 
other religions such as Buddhism, including Zen, Hinduism, Islam, Muslim, Native American spirit worship, yoga, Hare Krishna, Silva mind control, Baha'i faith. I think it's called Baha'i. Baha'i faith, Rosicrucianism, among other non-Christian religions or cults. I haven't even heard of some of those. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we have cults such as Mormonism, Latter-day Saints, Jehovah Witnesses, also known as the Watchtower, New Age, which consists of books, objects, seminars, and medicine. Masons, Christian Science, Mind Science Cults, The Way International, Unification Church, also known as Moonies, The Forum, Church of the Living Word, Children of God, Children of Love, Church of Scientology, Unitarianism, Universalism, and Transcendental Meditation. Mm-hmm. That's a long, a long list, list of yes. icky stuff. But there's just so much stuff of that, you know, in the world that we've been, you know, subjected to. Right. And and many people will just tell you, oh no, it's just this. Yeah. No, you yeah. you need to Do hold that research. up to the Word of God. Right. And yeah. 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 And look at it real hard. And I'm sure the list that you're giving here, I know you're even going to talk about more, but that just probably covers the surface. Mm-hmm. It, it is just more. the surface, yeah. right? That's awful. So the simple of definition of a cult is supernatural mystical or magical beliefs or phenomena. But I found another definition and it it takes it deeper. It means when one heavenly body passes in front of another and obscures the one behind it, it comes from the word astronomy. It shows you something that seems correct, but it's actually evil. And occultism is spiritual and appears to be light, but it's the counterfeit. So that would be when you when you say astronomy. So that would be like a like an eclipse, right? Where one heavenly body, meaning like a you know star or sun or whatever, it goes in front of the other, and it, like an eclipse, where it hides it or masks it. And it's, it's dark. It's yes, and it's darkness, and it it masks what's real. You know, like it's right. it's right in front of it, and so you don't see it. It's like you said, the counterfeit. Right, that's the real the truth is, is behind it. Yeah, right. that's what the occult is. Mm-hmm. Right, God's behind all of it. Yeah, and Satan's doing the He's, counterfeit of the real. Right, right, right. That's, I just had to think about that I for know. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Process that. And you know, people search it out for various reasons: the need to know, instant gratification, fear of fear. Here we go again of mm-hmm. the unknown, fear of death, yep. dying, and disease, fear of pain and suffering. And past generations' involvement, like Freemasonry and drug use. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that whole, that's why a lot of people try to get their future fortune-telling. Foretold because yeah, they, no. their, their fear of, it's a fear of the future. Card readers, tarot card, all that stuff. Right. Satan causes us to question God's word and is anointed, as he did with Adam and Eve. This is the same spirit that has us not trusting God, which leads us to do everything ourselves, which then leads us straight into a spirit of pride. So that's a whole other sin. <laughs> right. right. And the categories of the occult are sorcery and pharmacia, which includes prescription medication, illegal drugs, the use of herbs, Chinese herbs, alternative medications, potions, and oils. Drunkenness and unloving spirits includes alcohol, mind-altering drugs, recreational drugs, food, people, self-pity, even chocolate and caffeine. Anything to this point is that it's a crutch or something you depend on, it becomes an idol. Right. right. So we're not saying because you have caffeine or eat chocolate or have some self-pity once in a while. It's when it becomes, like you said, an idol in your life. That's an what obsession. we're pointing out. Yeah. Yeah. You use it to fill a void within right. you, which right. God should take the place. And right. I will say, you know, even for the, the pharmacy or the prescriptions, it's, I would say, you know, there's like when, when God allowed someone to learn about penicillin, Right. It helps kill certain infections, right? right? It saved many lives, right? Yes. And so I'm not saying all medications are bad because, you know, even in the Bible, you see they used oils and things to heal people. Tea, yeah, or but leaves. it's when you get in that cycle of dependency upon, see how the drugs can become an idol in your life? Right. Right. So you have to you think about. dependent on them. Right. Right. We're not saying everything is wrong. Right. We're saying you got to understand that it's. If it's going to harm you even more by being in this cycle of taking all these drugs, right. that's not good. That's, a, that's right. And God, like Henry Wright says, there's a more excellent way yes. to healing. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, spiritual bewitchment, which includes divination, witchcraft, yoga, Ouija boards, talking to the dead, 
and spirits of holding seances. And, and I will say about the yoga, you know, I've had arguments with people about that before, Christians. Yeah. But you need to understand, go and search out, do your own research on yoga. And understand that these positions that people get into for yoga is to invite spirits to come into your body. You open the so door. It, it is. It is. And so just by saying, well, you know, maybe it's just Pilates. Okay. So maybe it's just stretching exercises. I've done that before. I you know, too. just stretching exercises. But just make sure that when you're looking at yoga, you need to look at it in the right way and understand what's the origin of that thing. Right. It's like the whole eclipse thing you were talking about. It's, you know, it seems it's like, a counterfeit. It seems like it's a good thing, mm-hmm. but then Satan puts his stamp on top right. of it. Right. And then you're. You're committed to agreement with things that he mm-hmm. he's lying to. You. Well, it's just like the Ouija board. Oh, yeah. that's a that's a board game from Milton Bradley. That yeah. can't be harm harmful to Fair. us. You're, but you need to understand right. what a Ouija board is and the origin of it. What's so that's what I'm saying. Do your homework. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it says in Matthew twenty four twenty four, for false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Right. Yeah. So that's why we need discernment. Exactly. And in Proverbs 14, 12, it says, There is a way which seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Right. Right. So idolatry plays a role in occultism because it sets us up to think our individual lives are all about ourselves. It takes our eyes off God and places our focus on ourselves, people, or things. Right. Mm -hmm. Examples of different idols are angels. I'm talking statues. Right. You know, like I, I collect angels and I, I had to, when I first found out that, you know, angels could be considered an idol, I had to check with the Holy Spirit on that because angels are just a beautiful thing to me. It's always been something in my family, but it's more of him, the Lord saying that if you worship angle, a, angels, angels, <laughs> I say that right, you know, or you have an obsession with them other than what they're meant for. They're, they're meant to partner with Or even with us. praying to angels. Right. People you pray to angels. Do that. You don't want to do that. Right. So you just have to make sure that it's a very fine line you walk, but just make sure that you're glorifying God no matter what. Exactly. God is the only one that needs the worship. Right. Exactly. You know, we, he's the only one we want to be worshiping. Right. Because God created all those things, even yes. angels. Yeah. So worship the creator. That's right. Not the created. Right. Right. And healing practices is another idol. Oh, yeah. Right. Diets. <laughs> pets. That's a good one. Uh, pets. I didn't even think about that. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. You, you make your, your pet an idol. I know people that, that put their pets oh, up, my gosh. up higher and elevated than their own children. We were at lunch yeah. the other day. We were at lunch the other day. We, we These we two saw. people. Okay. We're walking outside with their baby carriers, and they have their dogs in there. Yeah. Not saying that they make it an idol, but you know, I'm just saying that that was. Just well, an we example. just laughed about. Yeah, it. Yeah, we did. But, you know. <laughs> it makes you wonder. Don't don't take it wrong. Yes, <laughs> but but it is. It's like they um, with pets, you can treat them more important than family members. Right. That, that's yeah. definitely idolatry. Right. right. You even have pet insurance now. <laughs> yeah. 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 And ER. Do they, have, do they have pet life insurance? I wonder. Maybe. I don't know. I've Let's never check checked. into it. <laughs> <laughs> Another idol is you. your spouse can become an idol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, can, you don't elevate him before God. No. Children or, can be an idol. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's easy one. Yeah. We, that's all through the Bible. Yeah. Right. You, you have your whole life surrounded around your children. Yes. And then when they leave, you're left empty. Yeah. Because you've been worshiping your children rather than God. Right. And it should be the other way around. Right. And you should be lifting your children up to God. Right. Yeah. You know, so they can understand and know how to be, you know, godly parents themselves right. one day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can idolize your house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Athletes. We can idolize oh, athletes. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. We won't go into great detail on that one. <laughs> we all get that. Yeah. Um, the Pope. Mm-hmm. We could idolize him, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. above God or. Right. Right. Doctors. Yes. Mm. That's going on a lot in our world it today. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. were just talking about with the pharmacy. And mm-hmm. Yeah. IQ. Yep. We see that in the schools and the prominent schools in our area, yeah. you know, is your IQ, your status, your GPA, all that. Right. It's, it, it becomes the number one priority in your life. And let these kids be kids, man. Yeah. They're, kids. You know, they, they become so driven. They're only kids once. Yes. Yeah. Status is an idol. Mm-hmm. 
I could see that. Money can be an idol. Oh, for sure. All yeah. the time. There's yeah. a, even, even the god of mammon yes. is about money. Right. Yeah. Gurus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those professional parents. We can idolize our parents, and right? Think they're above God. Wow. Or go to them for advice, you know, before Instead we go to, go to God. Yeah, we're supposed to teach them. We're supposed to teach our children to go to God. You know, that's what part of our job is. Right. Exactly. Right? Professions. They can oh, be in yeah. our jobs. Yeah. Pastor. Oh yeah, I could see that. Pastors. Oh yeah, I see that all the time. I grew up with that. People putting my dad up on a pedestal. Yeah. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. It's just my He's dad. my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dead saints. That would be in the Catholic Church, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You can treat them as idols. Um, well, they pray to the saints, don't they, in the Catholic Church? Yes. There's a saint for everything. Right. If you've lost an item, I think, I believe it's you pray to St. Anthony. Hmm. Hope you find it. Hmm. You can idolize yourself. Right. Yeah. Right? Yep. Exercise. Yeah. Yep. That can become an obsession. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Government. Oof. Oh, especially yeah. those, you know, who work in the politics. Less government is best. Yes. <laughs> right. And possessions. Yes. Right. Yeah. But All our things. This is just a short list of many, many more. But yeah. um, it says in Exodus 23, thou shalt have no other gods before me. So we can place faith in objects and other things like angels, statues, rosaries, water witching, power object, crystal balls, magic eight balls, decorating for balance, feng shui. It's called feng, 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 shui. Shui. feng shui. Feng shui. I think that's how it is. Yeah. And Eastern mysticism. Didn't you say, Laura, that decorating is about creating an atmosphere in a room? Yeah, the feng shui, uh, it's, you have to design your house in a certain way so that there's peace in your home or the spirit okay. is right and all that kind right. of stuff. There's also magic, white magic, black magic, and stage magic. And there are charms. The ankh. Mm-hmm. Um, the Egyptian cross. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. The horseshoe, I've said before. Lucky charms, rabbit's foot, a scarab, which is, look, is like that beetle. I think it's an Egyptian people. Birthstones, talismans, there's many, many more. Right. But statues of idols, for example, angels, Buddha, Kali, Hindu God, many Mm -hmm. more. Yeah. Idolization of anything except God, like movie stars, musicians, athletes, gurus, even myself, Buddha, Kali, Virgin Mary, saints, angels, fertility dolls, possessions, mermaids, unicorns, praying to dead relatives, land, and so much more. Yeah. You know, we should never elevate any person object place music movie anything we should never elevate any of these things above god you know if you do then you have opened a door for the enemy to come into your life and if you don't take care of these things they could end up destroying your life mm-hmm. right you don't want to do that i can't list every single thing but here are a few more yeah. there's um i said before occultic studies new age beliefs and false religions there's secret brotherhood alum which is Illuminati, Freemasons, co-Freemasons, Bohemian Club, Shriners, Skull, Crossbones Society, KKK, and fraternities. There's also a sister secrethood, National Grange, Rebecca's Daughters, co-Freemasons, Rainbow Girls, Order of True Kindred, United Order of the Golden Cross, sororities, etc. I didn't even know there was a secret sisterhood. I've heard of the secret brotherhood. Just interesting. Wow. And we have false prophets like Gene Dixon, Nostradamus, and other prophets in the church. You know, wow, it's crazy how far the enemy has infiltrated every aspect of our world. It's it's just sickening. Mm. It is. And now I want to <laughs> give you another list of some symptoms of the occult. So it causes allergies, distrust and hatred of God, night terrors, hostility, aggression, fear of authority, control of others, suspicion, insanity, depression or and or oppression, tormenting thoughts, rebellion, panic attacks, insomnia, poor memory, phantom pain, inability to hear God's voice, falling asleep in church or reading the Bible, wow. sensitivity to light or electricity, band pressure around head, ears, the deaf and dumb spirit, eyes, doubts, unbelief, and critical spirit, Throat symptoms can be generational Freemasonry or cable toe rope around the neck. Hmm. Occultism is strictly forbidden and condemned by God in the scriptures. Participation in the occult can, whether directly or indirectly, have damaging influences in your life and the lives of your children and grandchildren. Your family may be victims of demonic subjection 
or oppression because of this. And you might not even know. It could right. be in your family line and you exactly. don't even know. It's like the, with the name that the, God, that the Lord showed to me about the man that was, I just did some Googling on him and, and found out he was a Freemason. So I'm like, well, if he's in my family line, I need to pray this yeah. and rebuke yeah. it, you know, yeah. announce all that. I mean, my, my grandparents came over on the boat to Ellis Island from Scotland. Mm-hmm. And then they lived with us. Yeah. So, I mean, I have no idea what was going on over there. But, right. <laughs> right. You know, right. generations before. Right. Yeah. It's just, but you repent anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just cover. Better just to cover be yourself. cleansed yeah. of these things than just to let it dwell in your life. Yeah, you don't have right. any control and over And take what that happened. chance. No. Right, but you can take authority over it and kick it out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So how do we reach someone in the occult? We reach them with love. We don't argue or strive with their belief system. We come alongside with the truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. A broken heart leads to fear. Fear leads to occultism. So love must come first. Allow the Holy Spirit to convict them. It's not your job. Mm-hmm. or our job, or anyone's job. Our own personal testimony is helpful that if you go to the Creator, there's no need to look to creation for help. Right. The iniquities of one generation can adversely affect future generations unless the sins of the ancestors, like we just said, are confessed and renounced and your spiritual heritage in Christ is claimed. You're not guilty for the sin of your ancestors, but because of their sin, you may be predisposed to certain strengths or weaknesses and influenced by the physical and spiritual atmosphere in which you are raised. These conditions can contribute to causing someone to struggle with a particular sin. You can ask the Lord to show you specifically what sins are characteristic of your family by praying the following prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to reveal to my mind now all the sins of my ancestors that are being passed down through family lines. I want to be free from those influences and walk in my new identity as a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it says, We're fighting against principalities. And Frank Hammond talks about this in his book, Pigs in the Parlor. The Greek word for principalities is arches. The word is used to describe things in a series as leaders, rulers, and magistrates. A series of leaders or rulers would describe their rank and organization. So the word principalities tells us the satanic kingdom is highly organized. Frank Hammond suggests that it's much the same as the Army of the United States, which has the president as commander-in-chief, followed by generals, colonels, majors, captains, lieutenants, on down to the private. Satan is the head of the kingdom and has under him a rank of ruling spirits ultimately subject unto himself. Principality is defined as the territory or jurisdiction of a prince or the country that gives title to a prince. So, we see that these ruling spirits are assigned over areas such as nations and cities. 80% of all diseases have their origin in the spirit level. Wow. At this level, the wrong way of thinking triggers the body to respond to disease. In fact, all the enemy has to do to produce over 100 major syndromes and diseases is to control the activity of your hypothalamus in your brain through mind-body connection. Mm -hmm. Here's an example with high blood pressure. So, a spirit of fear begins to speak to you. A spirit of fear knows it cannot put a disease on you unless you're disobedient to God's word. It cannot touch you like Satan could not touch Adam and Eve until you agree with the thought process of Satan. Adam and Eve disobeyed God's word and opened the spiritual door for Satan to work in their lives. So, how can a spirit of fear come upon you? It needs your permission. Right. How does it get your permission? The first thing is to begin to give you thoughts. Right. It will speak to you spirit to spirit yes. out of the spirit world because it is a spirit. This is the temptation, yet temptation is not sin. Right. Most of us don't realize feelings and thoughts can be temptation. That is why 2 Corinthians 10.5 says you are not only to hold every thought captive, but every imagination. Yep. Mm-hmm. These are feelings, apprehensions, emotions, trepidations, and uneasiness. So good. So good, Susan. You are being tempted to believe it's real. So there's that agreement. Right. Mm -hmm. It wants to train you in the law of sin so it can put disease on your body. So you're taught when you have these feelings that it's a negative emotion, a psychological defect instead of the truth, that there's a kingdom assigned to you that wants to get you to disobey God's word. Mm -hmm. Right. And disease or dis-ease is a curse. The word of God in Deuteronomy 28 has clearly said that all disease is a curse. And when we choose to not believe inherited disease is a curse, we do not believe the Bible. Yep. 
Great. It has been found that 80% of all incurable diseases have a spiritual root. That spiritual root has corresponding psychological and biological manifestations. So this isn't just talking about physical healing. Are there conditions for blessings and curses? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. It says in Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 2, And it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. The blessings are funneled through one word, if. If. It's conditional. Yeah. Are the blessings conditional? Yes, all of them are conditional. This is found both in the Old and New Testament. In James one twenty two, it says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. If you're a doer of the word, you can't stop the blessings from overtaking you. As you become a doer of the word, you're not thinking about the blessings. You're j- you just are blessed. Mm-hmm. That's good. And the blessings are listed in Deuteronomy 28.1-14. For those who are doers of the word, there is not one curse or disease listed. That's encouraging. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really good to just go read it and see yeah. all the blessings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are conditions for curses, too. In Proverbs 26, two, it says, Like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse will not land on its intended victim. Yeah. If you're not a doer of the word, what shall come to pass? The curses found in Deuteronomy 28.15-68 through 68 say, But it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Yeah. Oh, yikes. You know, and, and what keeps coming to my mind is that, you know, as we're going through all this, I feel like there's a lot of people that are going to bow up and say, well, that's not true. And I don't believe that part about the Bible. But I just feel like God is is really, I, I just feel it really strong in my heart. Yeah, I see it. God says in his word that if we humble ourselves before the Lord, he will lift you up. And so I just feel like in this whole process that you really need to humble your heart before the Lord because some of you are really sick out there and you're listening to this and you're hurting. And I just feel like the Lord is just reminding you that you need to humble yourself before him. And when you do, when you humble your pride, and you just lower that pride, and you open yourself up to truth. And you say, God, I'm sick and tired of being sick. And I want to be healed. And when you do that, when you humble yourself before the Lord, yes. He will bring you into perfect truth, His truth. Right. Yes. And this is why we felt really impressed to share this. Because it's helped us. Right. Yes. And we want to help y'all to feel better. We want you to be healed. We want you to walk in freedom. Yes. And not be bound by sickness and disease anymore. Or mental torment. Right. Because of sin. Right. There's a way to get away from it. Yeah. Just got to talk to God about it. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up because I felt it really strong it's in heavy. my heart. This, this is a heavy this episode. This is a very yeah. happy, heavy it's episode. Still, I think it's a the lot. Key the key to receiving this and being open to is humble yourself before the Lord. Just talk to him Mm -hmm. and just go to him and say, Lord, you know, I'm not sure I I believe that. Will you show me? Will you Mm -hmm. let let me, let me feel a peace about it. And and he will. It's not just about, I'm so tired of maybe like that. I'm sick, Mm -hmm. but I'm tired of seeing my family members and my friends, you know, with their sickness struggling too. struggling so struggling mm-hmm. and um and our hearts hurt for those that are struggling yes. and in, a, in a really right. hard place right now of sickness and disease yes. they're and bound it, yeah and that's don't you think if we feel that way that god feels that way right. and yeah. he says i'm tired of seeing my children suffer yeah. And I want them to know the truth, and I want them to be healed, but they have to humble themselves and accept that as my truth, all the Bible, is all true. Yeah. We can't just pick pieces out and say, well, I believe this, but I don't believe that. You need to know that the Bible is full of God's truth. It's His God-breathed words, yes. and it was given to His servants so that we can all be free. Right, and this isn't a checklist to shame anyone. No, I, I'm hearing shame out there, mm-hmm. and it's, 
you know, shame is was taken care of on the cross. Right. But the enemy wants to make us think that it's part of our identity and it's not. Right. Like, oh, well, you did all these things. Now you're sick. You know, you're just stuck. No, No, you're not. You're not. There's definite hope and a future for feeling wholeness. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no condemnation. No. Right. This is just giving you that information. So, you know, it's just a matter of just praying about it. Right. Seeking God. And let the Lord speak to your heart. The information because he gave it to us. Yes. And it has done a lot in all three of our lives. And we've heard testimonies. In the back of Henry Wright's book, there's a bunch of testimonies. Oh, my God. Yeah. I read every one of them. It's Mm -hmm. so encouraging. Autoimmune disease, you know. So many things that people mm-hmm. have been cured from. Yeah. And that w- many, many people have autoimmune and they, they think there's no cure. Right. 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 There is. But what, is, what does it say in John 10.10? 10? In John 10.10 10, it says, The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Right. I come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Right. Yes. That's what God wants. That's right. what God wants. Yes. We and our ancestors gave the right for the villain to vilify us. We Mm -hmm. need to be forgiven of the iniquities of our ancestors because it precedes healing. And that's what God wants for us. Right. We are caught between two kingdoms. Our kingdom produces blessings and the other kingdom produces curses. Right. If you repent and become a doer of the word, then all the blessings will come and overtake you. You will have Jesus's broken body working for you and you can be healed of all diseases. Exactly. If you don't repent for participating with sin, then you're not a doer of the word and curses can come and overtake you. Right. The connection between sin and disease can be found in Psalm 103.3. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? The church is trying to he- be healed without obedience. Some churches, they don't yeah. realize that forgiveness, healing, and deliverance are appropriated by faith, which requires obedience. Yeah. Who are we in creation? God created us in his own likeness in three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And in all three areas, ministry is required. Right. And Satan can manipulate our bodies by what he tells us in our minds or soul through theta brainwaves, and we accept it as though it was our own thought. Right. There's direct relationship between our spirit man and our physical body. Right. So good. Yep. You know, I know we've covered a lot today, but I also want to touch on the power in the words that we speak. God spoke and said, let there be light. And there was light. He spoke and things happened just as he said they would. When we speak things out loud, we can also speak them into existence. Our words have power. As a matter of fact, this is so important that we'll be doing an entire episode on this in a couple of weeks. So Mm -hmm. Ephesians 4.29 says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And that's the New Living Translation. But I also like the NIV version. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. You know, this is so important when it comes to our bodies. For example, you know, you might feel an abnormal pain in your body and your mind immediately thinks, oh no, it could be cancer or tumor or I have arthritis. And then when I see my husband or someone I know, I say, hey, I have this pain in my side. I think it's a tumor or it could be cancer. (laughs) And then the enemy hears me speaking this, and he starts hounding me with thoughts of, what if it's cancer? What if it's spreading through my whole body? What if it's arthritis? And then fear, stress, and anxiety start pouring in, which causes even more problems, right? Right. right. It could be something as simple as a headache. You know, Laura was talking about mm-hmm. that earlier. You know, you'd be like, man, I've had this headache for the past few days. What could be wrong with me? And I then start telling everyone around me that it could be this or that. Or you start thinking it's a tumor, because I've thought that too. Right, and then the Mm -hmm. pain stays. Mm -hmm. The point I'm trying to make is when you start speaking these things out loud, you come into agreement with them. Mm -hmm. And by the power of your own words, you have what you've spoken over yourself. Instead, we should be speaking words of life over that pain in our side, over that pain in our hand or our foot, or that headache that won't seem to go away. Why? Because our words have power. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. When you get that pain on your side, you say out loud, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 54.17 says, No weapon formed against me shall prosper, and it's my heritage as a servant of the Lord. Devil, I come against you, and I am calling my body to be healed and whole by the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus. 
You know, don't play into the enemy's games. Speak the opposite of what he wants you to do. Claim your healing. Claim that victory by faith in the Lord. You know, we were also easily influenced by the words we hear in music, as well as the commercials, movies, TV shows, and videos we watch. We're influenced by the books and magazines we read. We hear, see, or read something that these things are negative influences, meaning they speak the opposite of what God says about you, then we might come into agreement with them. We might start speaking these things out. And guess what? Your words have power. And so it is what you speak. Right. You know, we have enough in this world to deal with and without adding any more problems on top of the ones that we already have. You know, I'm an avid reader. I love books. But before I became a Christian, I read those raunchy romance novels. I just loved a good romance story. And of course, there were things in those books that were not wholesome. I used to watch scary movies all the time before I understood that what I put into my brain, my heart, my soul, and my body had a negative effect on me. It is sin that could cause sickness and disease in my life. Mm -hmm. So in my walk with God, he directed me away from all these things that were not good for me to to take into myself. Mm -hmm. I don't want anything I've done in my lifetime to affect my future generations of children. You know, I had to go to the courts of heaven and repent and ask for forgiveness for my part in any sin that I did knowingly or unknowingly. And we won't go into that process now. That's a whole other episode. You know, it's just so important to recognize and understand that the roots of sin are the cause of many diseases and sicknesses. It's important to understand that generational sin affects us, even if it was from someone in your family that you've never met. The decisions you make now will affect your children and your grandchildren and so on. So stay away from all of all the things that Susan and Laura mentioned earlier. If it's not of God, don't have anything to do with it. Right. And remember, your words have power. Speak positively, not negatively. Pay attention to the music that you listen to, the movies, the TV shows, the videos that you watch, as well as the books and the magazines you read. If any of this resonates with you, we encourage you to pray and ask God for revelation of the things He wants you to be aware of. If you want more information, we invite you to read Henry Wright's book again a more excellent way to be in health. And you might also want to consider deliverance. We talked about that in the last episode. Mm -hmm. And I want to mention the eight R's to freedom that Dr. Wright talks about in his book. It's important and it's powerful. So the first one is recognize an issue in your life that's not from God. And then take responsibility for what you've recognized. Don't blame God or anyone else. And then repent for your participation with the enemy and the problem that you have recognized. And then renounce, fall completely out of agreement with your sin. And then resist, draw nigh to God and resist it coming back. Absolutely refuse to get involved with the sin. Flee from and resist evil temptation. And then you rejoice, give thanks to God for your freedom. And then the last one is restore, help to restore others that are held captive. He goes into great detail on each one of these in his book. So again, we recommend that you read it for yourself. And before we close today, I want to read a couple of prayers from Dr. Henry Wright's book. I want to share them to encourage you because I know many people are desperate for healing, as Laura was talking about that earlier, mm-hmm. and for answers to heal, to their questions on why sickness and disease even exist, right? right? Dr. Wright explains it very well. Knowledge is power, and it's how we take the enemy down. Right. So before he starts the first prayer, Henry says, I'm going to ask the Lord to heal you, heal you in the areas in which you are asking him for healing and to set in motion those things that will bring the conviction necessary to get you out of the bondage and into a place of freedom. And here's his first prayer. Father, I consider this a very sovereign time. I ask that you sanctify these people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, where they sit and as they come and where they're at. I ask that you will meet them in the integrity of their hearts and as they come before you, having heard the word of God and mixing it with their faith. I ask that you hear them and receive their petitions now unto you and forgive them their trespasses and release them from the curse of their generations. I ask you this, Father, in the name of our precious Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, as the work of the Holy Spirit, I release it. Amen. Thank you, Father. Lord, hear our hearts, hear our prayers and receive us. Hide not thy face from us. Forgive us. Release us from the sins of our fathers. Forgive us of our sins and our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lord, heal us. Heal our families. Save us, O God. Save our families. We pray for our enemies and those who spitefully use us. Lord, regard not the iniquities of your people. May your mercy and your grace overshadow us. Heal us personally. Heal our marriages. Heal our children. Heal our churches. Heal our political leaders. Heal our nation. 
God, let your salvation be spread to the islands of the sea from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun. Let the earth be filled with the knowledge of the living God. God, we pray that this planet shall be inhabited in righteousness. Let your spirit move in our midst. Convict us of sin. Deliver us from evil. Heal our land. Father, I thank you for being in our midst. Lord, be Lord of our hearts. We are your people, the sheep of your pasture. Your mercy endures forever. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Hear our prayer, O God. Send your spirit. Thank you, Father. And Father, we give you thanksgiving. Lord, we have not made ourselves, but you have made us. You are he that forgives us of all our iniquities. and You are he that heals us of all our diseases. You are he that daily loads us with benefits. Yeah, even the Elohim of our salvation. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's a very detailed prayer. And then Dr. Wright says, I am going to ask God to meet you in your life, spirit, soul, and body. And for the many things you are believing in your life, he will then make them start coming to pass. Even now, many of the oppressions and depression, I'm sorry, many of the oppressions and depressions and many of the things you are dealing with will start to change. I have to believe this because it's in his word. And here's the second prayer. Father, I stand before you and I sanctify myself before you. God, I repent for my failures and my sins and for the sins of my ancestors. God, in my unclean state, I tell you that I love you. and By faith, I accept your provision in my life and the work of the Holy Spirit of sanctification in my life. And God, as I represent you to the best of my ability, I ask that as in the days of Hezekiah, that you will hear from heaven and you will heal. Father, I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I ask that you be a father to the people reading this book, and I'll add to the people listening to this podcast. These are your children. These are the sheep of your pasture. These are those who have been called by your name, sanctified and set aside for you forever, God. I know that you are on the throne. I know that you sit high above all things, that you look down to see that we do understand. God, we understand, and we seek your face and your mercy and your person in our lives, our families, and in every area of our lives. So God, right now, I pray that as these people have come before you, that you will come before them and that you will meet them, everyone according to your good pleasure through the work of the Holy Spirit. I pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Dr. Wright goes through many sicknesses and diseases in his book, and he explains what God says about each one, and he explains the root cause of each one of them and the sin that's attached to them as well. Again, this isn't talked about in our churches because the enemy doesn't want us to know what God says about sickness and disease. He wants to keep us in the dark, but we don't have to stay in the dark. When God's light shines, it overtakes the darkness, and his truth is revealed. And when his truth is revealed, the enemy loses every single time. If this blows your mind like it did mine, and I'm sure you guys, when I first learned about it, that you are in good company. God wants you to have this revelatory knowledge so that you may seek his guidance on how to be set free from it. Freedom from sickness and disease is possible. Pray and seek his counsel on the steps you need to take to be healed and whole in Jesus' name. All right. I know that was a long one today. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Yes. It's a tough one, but that's all we have for today. We hope this encouraged you and enlightened you. Please join us next week. We'll be right here. Yeah, we just want to close with this scripture from Nehemiah 9, 2. It says, They also separated themselves from the foreigners who were living among them. Then the Israelites stood up and confessed their sins and the sins of their dead ancestors. Wow, that's good. Today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. We so appreciate all that you do for us, Caitlin. And again, we want to reference Henry Wright's book, A More Excellent Way to Be in Health. Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. And we'd like to thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. And we'd love to hear from you. So please email us at puretruthpodcast3, that's the number three, at gmail.com. And please visit our websites. Mine is kathyzaka.com. Mine is laurapotter.us. And mine is susanoffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Until next time. Susan, Laura, and Kathy.
today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric acid.